Well, hi, and welcome back to the first week of our latest discipleship module, Spiritual Warfare, the Fight for Your Life. And one of our goals in this module is to change your idea of what spiritual warfare looks like. Essentially, we want to normalize it to show you that every single day there is a fight going on, that Satan is much more crafty and subtle than we realized. Satan is a master of deception. And that means he doesn't conduct his war in kind of the traditional sense of lining all of his troops up with bright colored red coats and nice formations that are easy to detect and pick off from a distance. No, he is a master of guerrilla warfare. He is a master of psychological operations. He is operating in a battle space using different lines of operation to advance his cause. Dave Pallison writes about this. Every person is living in a fog of war, stalked by a deadly predator, and facing a master of deception. When our hearts deceive us and our culture misleads us, Satan's desires and purposes are at work. We see there again how crafty Satan is. Now, the term spiritual warfare actually doesn't appear anywhere in Scripture, but it is a term that Christians have developed to describe that cosmic battle going on between good and evil. It is a term that reflects the reality that we see in Scripture, and certainly reading passages like in the book of Revelation gives you all kinds of images of these great battles. But one of the dangers of that term is that it can also be misleading to lead us to think more in terms of spiritual warfare as kind of this conventional fighting where armies face off in battlefields with clear lines and clear rules. But spiritual warfare is actually rarely like that. It's more like guerrilla warfare, where there aren't clear battle lines, where it's hard to tell what territory belongs to what side. You know, in warfare, how is it that a inferior force can do a lot of damage to a superior army? Or maybe even seeing some of that here in Ukraine with the remarkable standoff that the Ukrainian uh, army and, and people have presented against the Russians. Well, the way you do that is not through traditional tactics, but through guerrilla warfare, through any insurgency. That is what made the Iraq war so difficult. And if, if that is what is successful in wars in our world, is it any surprise that Satan's, who, who in the end has an inferior force, would result to guerrilla tactics to inflict as much damage as he could upon Christ and his people? He's not going to go waving the banner of Satan and getting his people to come along, or at least he might do that in certain spots, but, but not for the rest of the world. No, he is operating a guerrilla war. Well, let's get us a definition of spiritual warfare. And throughout this series, we're going to be leaning a lot on Dave Pallison's book, Safe and Sound. It's a short little book. Really would encourage you to grab it if you're interested in these sort of things. And a lot of the things that you, we talk about here, you'll see in there. Now, first, he gives us kind of four things that spiritual warfare is. First, spiritual warfare is a metaphor for standing on the Lord's side in the epic struggle between the Lord and his enemies. It it describes that war that started in the Garden of Eden and will end when Jesus returns. Second, spiritual warfare is a moral struggle. It is a conflict over who you are, what you believe, and how you live. 
that tension you feel when you kind of want to make a biting or sarcastic comment to your spouse in that kind of moment of frustration, that is a real spiritual battle that is taking place right in that moment. You will either be working for righteousness or you will have been subtly co-opted to furthering Satan's purposes simply by the words that come out of your mouth. How you speak to your spouse is a spiritual battle. For example, uh, Pallison points out in the book of Job, where we can see on one hand the very obvious elements of spiritual warfare where Satan comes and brings about the, the violent death of Job's children, the loss of his wealth, and the decline of his own health. But actually, that's not Satan's primary goal to take all those things away. Those things are what we would call a softening technique to to soften Job up so that when Satan comes in for his decisive move, Job is easier to conquer. Victory for Satan wasn't in taking all those things away. The victory that Satan was after was the allegiance of Job's soul. Who would Job serve? Who would be Job's shepherd? A while back, I served in an artillery battery when I was a young enlisted Marine. And we would spend a lot of time taking our howitzers out into the field and shooting them. And it, it is pretty awesome to pull the string on a howitzer and launch hundreds of pounds of explosive miles off into the air. But as awesome as that is, you cannot win a war with just artillery. Artillery does a great job of actually its psychological effect of breaking the will of the other side, getting them to hunker down in their fighting holes, getting them to be afraid of poking their heads up above to see what is coming. It makes them less likely to put up a good fight. But unless you have ground troops that follow that artillery barrage and actually do the fighting, capture the people, force the other side to retreat, that artillery barrage actually will do nothing to further your goals in that war. And in a similar way, so much of these huge tactics of Satan, the disasters that he brought upon Job or other kind of overt spiritual attacks are not Satan's primary goal. They are a softening technique to soften our will to serve the Lord so that when he brings his decisive move, we are more ready to turn over and surrender. Satan is after your heart. Who will you serve? The victory is not in all of the crazy things that Satan can do in his world. The victory is the effect that those, thing ha those things have on your heart and what they lead you to turn to or turn away from and trust in. Your heart is the front line of the spiritual battle going on in our world. Well, the third feature of spiritual warfare, it's a synonym of the struggles of the Christian life. One thing we want to do in this class is to normalize spiritual warfare, that we need to realize every day we must have a wartime mentality, not just when things are really crazy in our life. And related to this, just because something looks particularly demonic, the tools for fighting that evil are no different than the tools essentially used for fighting a tongue that is too quick to say something hurtful. Both are spiritual fights. Both are one through the same means. And the fourth feature is that spiritual warfare is a battle 
for lordship. Pallison writes, At its core, it's the battle for who you will serve. In whose image are you being made? Will you resemble the good shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep? Or will you grow more and more like Satan, the liar and destroyer? This is a battle that encompasses all of life. Whether you realize it or not, you, we, us, are in a fight for our life. There is a battle going on right here, not just across the world in the Ukraine, not just even in our own country as we see the polarization. There is the front line of a spiritual battle going on right now in your heart. And who will you serve? Who will you trust in? Pallison writes again, Scripture treats spiritual warfare as a normal, everyday part of the Christian life. And so should we as well. It's not about spooky special effects. It's about how we think, feel, live, desire, and act in the presence of our enemies. The ultimate question that runs through everyone's life and through the whole Bible is, who will be your shepherd? Will you be shepherded by your good Heavenly Father or by the liar and murderer, Satan? I'm excited for this class. I think it's incredibly timely given everything that is going on in our world. I pray it will be helpful to you. Remember to subscribe to this either on the YouTube channel or through the podcast. Like it, share it with someone who you think it might help, and we'll see you next time.